the, the next five weeks, we're going to be in a message series called Encounter. Encounter. We believe God is alive, God is knowable, and God wants to encounter you in your life. That this wouldn't just be some sort of like journey of faith where, yeah, I believe in God ideologically. Like, I like the idea of God, and Jesus seems cool, and then I have to figure out my life. But that we can actually encounter the living God in a way that anchors me, fills me, leads me, guides me into every single day. That we would encounter the love of God. We would encounter the presence of God. We would encounter the power of God. And we're going to look to the scriptures and see how God has shown and revealed himself throughout time to people over and over and over again. Because we believe God wants to do that today. That when we look to the scriptures, it's not just this idea of like, well, that was what God did then. And maybe there's a good thing that we're going to get in heaven and we're sort of in this like spiritual desert. But that actually God is interested in encountering you in your life. That there's this way we can learn to hear God. We can look and see where God is in the world and around us. And we can experience his very spirit filling us and leading us and guiding us, that this spiritual journey we're on is one that God actually wants to dwell in us and walk with us on. So we're going to be looking at the scriptures. In the next five weeks, we're going to follow passages of scripture from the common lectionary. This is one way to interact with scripture that lots of churches use week in and week out. And so we're going to be joining with churches kind of maybe all over the globe in these passages of scripture And we're going to ask God to meet us. And so I'm really excited about this. I just believe that there is um, something really for every single one of us. So if there's one prayer I'm praying right now for you and for our church and really for our city, is that in this new year, we would see our spiritual hunger increase. We would just hunger for more of God. And this is not something you have to, like, generate, like, how do I make myself hungry for God? But that maybe you would just allow your life to go, you know what, God, if, if you're there, like, I could really use more. If you're alive, like, maybe a little more than what I've been getting. And that maybe we begin to see that God is drawing us into his story. God is drawing us into his presence. God is drawing us into his life. And maybe if you aren't even in a place right now, you're like, I can't even think about like more. Like I am just so covered over. It's just, it takes every part of me to even just kind of get where I am. Maybe you'll discover God's heart for you is capable. God's plan for your life is possible. And you'll just begin to watch God move in some new ways that you will encounter God this year. So let's jump into the scriptures. We're going to start at the very beginning. No better place to start, but this idea of encounter is that we can know God. Like this whole idea of encounter means God is real and God is knowable. There's actually this revelation, there's this experience to be had. And so where we're going to start is at the very beginning, you and I can know God. God, and it's actually his heart to know you. You have been made in the image of God. You um, have been made with great purpose, and the most important part of your purpose is to walk in relationship 
with God, that you can know God. And however much you already know God, God is still bigger than you, which means there's more to discover. There's more to know about the love of God and the work of God and the plans of God and the ways of God. So there's more for us today. And in this new year, that's actually good news. So Genesis 1, verse 1, starts like this. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. In the beginning, God. Creation has a creator. If we're going to know God, what we need to understand is in the beginning, God. This story of God revealed in the scriptures is that God is the source and the creator of all life. And there is actually a point we can look to. There is a person we can look to who by very speaking, his very voice, life bursts forth. And this is good news. And so we just start in this real simple place of in the beginning, creation has a creator. There is a source of life. And let me just kind of put you at ease. The creation story is more about who than how. So don't get mixed up on like, well, how did it actually happen? I don't know. I wasn't there. I am not that old. However old you think the earth is, I am not that old, and neither are you. So the question is not so much about how, but who. Who. God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the source of all things. And here's my invitation to us as we read these scriptures. Here's what I think it means for our spiritual journey. If you're exploring faith and going, what do I do with something like this? What I believe the invitation is if we start that creation has a creator and you are not that creator, then we humble ourselves before the creator and ask God to be our source of life. We ask God to be our source of life. If you can speak and light burst forth, if you can speak and separate light and darkness, then do that work in me. Speak the light and life of your kingdom into me. Help me see clearly what is of you. Be my source. Humble ourselves before the creator God and say, God, would you be my source of life? Be my source of life. It's been a a goal of mine to interact with scripture every day. Sometimes that means one verse. Just one verse. Just one opportunity to hear from God through the scriptures. And over this last week, I started a new reading plan from Nikki Gumbel and Alpha, and it's uh, his kind of Bible in a year, 365 reading plan. And I want to give you a little excerpt from it because it just sort of struck me. As I was reading through this, the devotional a few days ago covers the passage of creation and the the work of God through Genesis. And, And the author of this devotional goes, you know what? There's this throwaway verse in Genesis 1.16. Do you know what a throwaway verse is? It's one you just usually 
throw away. Like you just sort of just read right over it. You just kind of go, like you just keep on reading. And here's what it is. God made two great lights, the great light to govern the day and the lesser light to cover in the night. He also made the stars. He also made the stars. Do you know how many stars there are in the Milky Way galaxy? A lot. Very scientific and accurate. Do you know how many stars I hung in the Milky Way galaxy? Zero. He also made the stars. A hundred billion, maybe? From his voice. Church family, if we're going to know God, we've got to know God in all of his majesty and power. The creator God is powerful. And when we look at this picture, let's go back to the picture of the Milky Way. Boom. This might be the only reason I would go camping. <laughs> this shot right there. Like, I, I just don't even know that I can fathom. It's just, like, unfathomable. And he also made the stars. And he also made you in his image. As beautiful as that is, that's not even in the crown of creation. We are made in his image as image bearers. Know that creation has a creator. Know that this creator is powerful. And you can know this God. This is what I love about the scriptures. A hundred billion stars in this one galaxy, made up of a hundred billion stars, and he also made them. Wow! This is why we should read the scriptures. Because we can just throw away verses, like God just goes, yep, stars! Stars. He also made the stars, and he made you. And this is the encounter with God that we want to have, is that as beautiful and as powerful as that is, we would understand that that God wants to be personal to us. That God wants to be personal to us. See, as we know God in his power, we begin to read a psalm like Psalm 29. And listen to how the psalmist write. This is, this is just their voice just articulating back in worship. Listen to this. It says, ascribe to the Lord, you heavenly beings. Another word there would be worship. Worship the Lord, you heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon leap like a calf, Siron like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. It's like they're trying to use all this majestic language and this big stuff. And I read some of this, I'm like, I don't even know how to make sense of this. And they're just trying to describe to the best of their ability how powerful and how awe-inspiring and how majestic is God and the voice of God because God is knowable and personal and powerful. 
The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. That's good news if you feel like you're in a spiritual desert. Because even there, God's voice reaches. God's voice shakes and moves. The voice of the Lord twists the oaks and strips the forest bare. And in his temple, all cry, glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people, and the Lord blesses his people with peace. Just sit there for just a second. You ever feel like you need strength? There's a source for that. Do you ever feel like you need peace? There's a source for that. This is the encounter reality of God. This is where God wants to be at work in your very life, in your thoughts, in your emotions, in your relationships, in your work, in your neighboring, in your driving. Come on now. Like two of us at least need the peace of God as we commute. Am I wrong? I'm not wrong. The Lord blesses his people. See, when we humble ourselves under God's power and glory and strength, we cannot help but worship. It is for the purpose we were made. We were made to know God, to be those who encounter his power, and then give worship back to our creator because we know the glory due his name. We know the splendor and the majesty and how his voice makes the wild ox leap. Culturally, maybe. I mean, what, what do we need? We need some more cultural relevant. Interact with Scripture. It's good. It invites you into a relationship with God. And what I love about this is it's just God's power that makes God knowable to us for encounter. It's like God has a voice and God wants to speak. God has authority and he wants to interact with us. God has creation capacity and he wants to move in our lives so that we would look and we would go, there's God. That is the work of God. This is the goodness of God. This is the glory and the splendor and the power and the majesty. It is God's power, not ours. And strength and blessing are gifts from God for us every day. Every day. I've got great news for you. As wonderful as this worship service is, it is not the make all, end all, be all, and good news, God will encounter you tomorrow. God wants to encounter you on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on, yeah, on Saturday, on Sunday, on Monday, on Tuesday. You want me to just keep going? Would that be good old? Daily. Strength and blessing daily. Why would we need strength? Because we are, I was thinking weak, apparently. Why would we need strength? Because we are, why do we need strength? Because life is demanding, it's hard. Daily. Turns out, life will life daily. Good news. The Lord blesses his people. Good news. The Lord blesses his people. The Lord blesses his people. 
such good news. So good. And I just can't help but think, why is this so hard to believe? Why does the Lord's strength sometimes feel so far away? And the peace of God feels so hard to find. You know, you, you read this psalm and it's like the voice of God and they just go on to describe. And, and if you were going to, actually, I won't, if I were going to write the psalm, sometimes it would be like, and the voice of God is inaudible. And the voice of God. Yeah, the voice of God is silent. No? See, sometimes what's so hard in this is our own experience and our own engagement with God is that it's hard to overcome sometimes what our experience is to go like, how do I actually, can I actually hear God's voice? Like maybe I've been a believer for a really long time, but when I sit down and get honest, what actually I believe is true is it's hard to hear God. How do I actually know that that was God's voice and not just my own? Or how do I know that that's God's voice and not something else or just some good feeling? Or like, anybody? And so we read the scriptures like the voice of God and the voice of God and the voice of God. And you're like, yeah, I don't know. I'm at a loss. And what I believe to be true is we can all learn to hear the voice of God. And learning to hear the voice of God is a key part of our spiritual journey. But this is a challenge for all of us. And at times I might feel like I hear God clearly. And at other times I feel like I have the hardest time and everything in between. Can you relate? And so what I want us to hear today is this. This is why we need this journey together. If it's only up to me and my capacity to discern God, I will be up and down and left and right and all over the place. Because I'm human. I'm made in the image of God, but I am not God. Therefore, I humble myself before God. And then I get this beautiful thing of being called into a community where I can learn from you and how you've been working to hear God in your life, how you've been following God. And when I'm unsure, I can come sit in community and I can say, help me hear God's voice. I'm having a hard time. Can you be with me? Can you hang out with me? And then we have these great practices. We have these great realities where just like in creation, it says the spirit was hovering over the waters. And a gift to us in hearing God's voice today is that God has given us him very, his very self, the Holy Spirit. And so we go, Holy Spirit, come close. Help me discern who you are and where you are. We have the scriptures. We can open up the Bible and we go, God, teach me to hear your voice as I read the scriptures. Help me understand your character and your heart and who you are and how you love people. Who you are and how you're leading me and guiding me. And we have each other. How do you hear from God? Well, you know what I do? I get up in the morning, about eight minutes before sunrise, and I walk outside. And I look. And I remember that creation has a creator. And I talk to somebody else, and they're like, you know what I do? I listen to worship music, and I experience God's presence, and God speaks to my soul. Somebody else is like, I read the scriptures. Somebody else is like, I journal. 
Like, how many ways? And at different times, there's going to be different ways we learn from one another. And we listen because God has a voice. And God is noble. That's actually his desire for us. And so here's what I want you to do. We're trying to help our entire community be on this journey of discipleship, which we define as following Jesus together. So if you have a smart device, I want you to pull it out. We're going to see how technologically savvy we are here, the Vineyard Church. You can scan this QR code, and it will take you to a free resource. And we've just tried to give some options for you of how to engage with God this year. There are some recommendations for some apps that help you in your prayer life. Reading scripture. Some book recommendations from our staff. A Spotify playlist. A podcast link. Different things. Just show me a thumbs up. Is it working? Nice. As we learn to hear God's voice, one of the things that I think is going to be really important for us is this. Is that we understand God wants to be present with us. That God actually wants to be near us and with us. This is what we just celebrated through the Christmas season, through Advent. That God comes, that it's Emmanuel, God with us. And so I just want you to see how this actually works. Because I, I, I want to encourage us, the spiritual journey is just that. It's like, what is your next step on the journey? Wherever you are on your journey, the question is, what is God doing for your next step? How is God walking with you into your next season? It's not just that I believe in Jesus and I'm done. Or like I ascribe to, I've got my faith secure and then I live my life until I get to be in heaven. And here's what I mean. We're going to look at a story in Acts. This is a story of encounter in Acts 19. Because what we'll see is it's not just I believe, but that I would know God and his personal presence. God wants you to know his personal presence. Check out this story. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples. He found some people who were followers of the way of Jesus and asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Good news, we don't have to have all of our theological things figured out before we're part of God's family. Good news. We should all go, yay, like this is great. So Paul asked, then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Paul said John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him. That is in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. I don't have time to like preach another sermon at you out of this one text. But there's a couple important things for us. Here's the first. Knowing God 
is receiving his very spirit. God wants to give you himself. That's how close God wants to be. The Holy Spirit. So we believe in God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Trinitarian, three in one. And a gift to us is the Holy Spirit. God himself with us. And we see that in the scriptures. There's actually to receive the Holy Spirit. And if that feels like a new thought for you, I just want you to consider maybe it's God's gift for you this year. Now, here's what's interesting. Depending on how long you've been around the church, depending on your faith story, when I get to the part of, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied, you went, I don't know about this. Because there's theological debate. There are churches who, different, so don't get lost in that. Here's what I want you to see, and it's two real simple things. Anything that the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life is good. It is God himself with you for your good to be the creator of all life and goodness in you. It's good news. It is encounter. It is the goodness and love of God as close as could possibly be. Okay? It's good news. So anything the Holy Spirit wants to do in you is the work of God and for your good. Here's the second thing. Speaking in tongues. What is that? It's actually when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you actually can speak a language you don't know. Why would that matter? Again, this really good devotional that I'm working through right now by Nikki Gumbel says there's a cool thing that the Holy Spirit has done. In the outpouring of the Spirit on the church, the ability to speak in tongues points to a very important thought. The work of God is that every tribe, every tongue, and every nation will worship before the throne. And the ability of the Holy Spirit to let us speak in tongues is the unifying work across language and ways that we are separated. In the Old Testament, if you go read it, there's a story about this thing called the Tower of Babel. Languages dispersed the people and separated the people. The Holy Spirit is unifying the people in the capacity to give us the gift to reach back across tongue. Just think about that for a second. We shouldn't be scared of that. You don't have to do it. But if the Holy Spirit encounters us and it's the fruit of what God's doing, it is for good purposes. Same thing with prophecy. It's the ability to hear from God, to strengthen, encourage, and build up the people around you. That sounds like what we need right now in the earth. Let's be encouraged. Let's strengthen. Let's build each other up. And I will tell you this. The creator who is creating at creation is creating life and goodness and hope and mercy and grace. And that's what I need created in me. So I just say, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Increase in my life. Increase in me that my life would be made by you would be formed by you, would be resourced by your very spirit. It's good news. It's good news. Here's what I think. If they needed the Holy Spirit in Acts, I think we need the Holy Spirit today. I'm just going to step out on a limb. feels like a solid one. We need God. Here's what's cool. If you read through the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit's all involved. You read through the, the coming of Jesus, the Holy Spirit's all involved. 
You read through the New Testament and how the church was at work, the Holy Spirit is all involved. Good news today, church. God is alive. God is involved. And God wants to work. We just need to receive. It's encounter. It is encounter. It is encounter. It's a lot of scripture. <laughs> like, what is it that God's doing in you right now? What is the thing today that you're encountering? I want to finish with this story before we come and receive communion because every week when we participate in this meal, and every week everyone is invited who comes in faith, I think this is one of a, the primary ways we get to encounter God. In worship, in community over a coffee break, in the scriptures, in communion, and when we close and we begin to pray for one another, like we just need to live into this. Receive it. Say yes. I was in a room a handful of years ago. I'd been following Jesus for quite some time already. I was already a professional Christian. Thank you for laughing. Maybe I still aspire to be a professional comedian. I don't know. I was in a room full of pastors and leaders, people who have a heart for the world. And we sang. We worshiped. And I was aware of God's presence. And I was very comfortable in a room like that. I was familiar with a room like that. I'd been in rooms like that all my life. And what was true of me on that night and is really true of me today is one of the most important encounters I continue to need is an encounter of God's love for me. So we were singing, and uh, I sat down, and I was sort of in the back of the room, sort of just didn't matter. And I began to just weep and weep and cry. Because and it's so hard to articulate, but it was a personal encounter of God's love in a very deep part of my soul. That I, I couldn't fabricate, I couldn't create, and I can only connect the dots that that was the creator meeting me in the way I needed it. It was an encounter of God's loving presence. It's like in a moment I got to taste what is actually true. And that sometimes I struggle to believe. Sometimes I forget. And I just think what's so important about communion is we're reminded that it is God's love for us. Always. God loves you. And everything we encounter of God is always rooted and established in love. God loves you. So when you listen for God's voice, good news, it's a loving voice. When you encounter God's presence, it is strength and blessing and peace. But you'll know it because it is God's love. It's God's love revealed in Jesus on the cross, bearing our sin, 
offering us forgiveness. It is God's presence for us and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit saying, I want to be with you. And so when we come to communion, we do repent. We go, God, this is all the ways I've lived apart from you. I get it back. It's yours. And he goes, oh, I love you. That's his response. His response is, I love you. And we come and we go, God, I feel like I can't hear you or encounter you, but I'm here again. And he goes, oh, I love that you keep showing up. I love you. And so it's my hope for us this year that whatever steps you take, if you grow in prayer, or if you, like me, try to get at least one verse a day or one verse a week or whenever you remember. Whenever you connect over community and you share a meal or a coffee and you look and you have that moment where you go, oh, look, you're made in the image of God. Whenever you serve your neighbors generously this year, that we would know it is the love of God and it's the heart of God because God is reaching for us and he's saying, I want to know you and I want you to know me. As we come to the table today, we come glorifying and worshiping and humbling ourselves before Jesus. Just like Jesus humbled himself before the Father. It says, at that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son whom I love, with you I am well pleased. The life of Jesus shows us we need to be full of the Holy Spirit, led by the Holy Spirit, baptized by the Holy Spirit. The life of Jesus reminds us that the Father loves us, calls us daughter, calls us son, tells us we're loved, and just goes, Not, I just don't love you. I'm pleased with you. I delight in you. So here's our invitation today, to come receive that. Can you receive God's love? Can you receive God's delight? Can you receive the Holy Spirit for where you need it today? And that's how we're going to close our time. So would you do me a favor? Would you stand with me? We have a rhythm as a church family to pray a prayer out loud together when we come to communion. But for the next kind of couple months, between now and Easter, we're going to we're going to say three verses of Scripture together. We're going to try just a little bit different. Same practice, same purpose. If you're new to the vineyard, you're welcome to participate in this meal. We welcome anyone who comes in faith in Jesus. And if you're trying to figure out your faith journey, just like we read in Acts, just like I know in my own life, if you have enough faith to go, Jesus, I'll try this, He's ready to welcome you with open arms. If you have enough faith to go, God, if encounter is possible, if I really can experience your presence, I want in on this. It's a great place to ask for forgiveness, to receive love. We remember Jesus Christ, crucified, buried, and resurrected. We remember that God loves us.
And so let's go to the first scripture. This is going to be Psalm 51, verse 10. If you would add your voice with me, we'll read these next three slides together. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Whatever your need is, do you need God to create something new? Do you need God to restore and refresh and revive? Do you need God to sustain? Whatever your need is, bring that to the table. We're going to say these next two slides together, and I'm going to invite you to come, and you're going to receive the bread and the cup. And I just want you to go back to your seat and just take a moment of being quiet and just waiting, and then we'll take them all together, and I'll lead us in that. Let's say this next slide together. The bread, the body of Christ given for us. The cup, the blood of Christ given for us. If you would come and receive the bread and the cup, and then you can go back to your seats and just wait, and we'll take them all together. God, we want to hear your voice. We want to know your presence, your Holy Spirit with us. God, I pray that this would be a place of encounter.
God, where we're tired, come be our strength. Where our thoughts are anxious or feels like we're surrounded by chaos, be our peace. God, we need what only you can give. And as we participate in this meal, we are reminded that we are not alone. We are welcomed at your table among your family. And so let that grab hold of us more this year. So we receive your life, your love, and your forgiveness for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's all stand together. Um, for some of us, there just might be a, a, a kind of an additional response that'll just make sense to you. We love to pray for people at the close of our service, and we have leaders and people who've been trained how to, how to just come alongside and bless what God's doing in your life. And so... I'm just going to give an invitation to a couple things, and if it makes sense to you, you're just welcome to come down, and, and we'll meet with you, we'll pray for you. The first is this, you just want the Holy Spirit. You just would love to, you go, you know what, I don't know that I like experience the Holy Spirit like what I read about today in Acts. You just want God to be closer. We would love to pray for the Holy Spirit to fill you, that God himself will come. When you heard me tell this story about encountering God's love, you were just like, I don't know that I want the weeping part, but I'll take the love part. Maybe you'll take the weeping part too. But something about my own story, you just went, oh, is that, could that be my story? Like, could I just know the love of God in a, in a new way? We would love to pray for that. We'd, lo we'd love just to go, God, pour out your love in their life. Our team was praying before a couple of leaders, and um, there's just this word of, of maybe insight or thought is that maybe one or more of us, when we think about our life, it really feels like more darkness than anything. Like, just, it's just hard to see hope. It's hard to see light. It just feels like you're sort of in a shroud or like a cloud of darkness. And the thought was God is the, uh, the father of lights, that God can also make the stars. And the creator who created light can speak into your very experience of darkness and break through that with a word. And we would love to pray for that to be what you encounter today. And so if that just makes sense to you, just here's what we want you to know. Our heart, and we believe that's just God saying, I love you, I see you, I want to encounter you today, and I want to set you free. And so we would love to pray if that makes sense. And guess what? We'll pray for anybody else and anything else I didn't name. Sound good? All right, so I'm going to pray a prayer of blessing, and then if you want to receive prayer, come down before you leave. So God, we thank you that you are a God of encounter. We thank you for what we see in the scriptures. We thank you for what we actually experience in real time, that your presence comes. And we pray that that would be true of us this year, that we would really see your story expanding in our lives and in our community. So God, we need what only you can give. 
Increase the hunger and the humility of our hearts and our minds that we might receive from you fresh and new this year. Pour out your Holy Spirit. We want what you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.